All right, we'll worry about that later for today. Raw time. We're going to go fucking raw all night. We're going to go raw tonight. All right, you, you write that on your free time. <laughs> we don't get time for this shit. I'm not writing this song on my free time. <laughs> you just didn't ask for it. Raw time. <laughs> raw time. Where is raw time, Razo? Where is Razo? Where is Razo? <laughs> Something to do with his toe. It's not raw time without your toe bone. Dude, oh my god, what the shit is that, huh? I actually, I think uh, this is, that'll probably be in the episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. The gang reloads some squibs. Parentheses. Audible chocolate. That was the intro by Alexander Rage Goking. Oh, that was recording. Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on there. And uh, I'm sitting here with Justin Lawson. And hey, I am hey, Nico hey. Poonsalon. And we just want to thank you guys for listening. Maybe if you're listening, it's probably just our buddies and our friends listening. But that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Uh, so the main topic we're going to talk about is reloading for the most part, but we'll talk about a few other things. Uh, we'll kind of go into gun gears and news talk. And one thing I do want to talk about is the new SIG X5 Alpha, which is a metal for. What do you guys think? Is that the um, real? Is it? Not, is it like? Is it's not Photoshop or anything? Is it? No, it, it it's real. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's not available yet. Um, more yeah, than likely, it'll be good. imported. Mm. Um, it's made in Germany. <laughs> so, I mean, my first thought on it was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, I I haven't looked at the specs or anything or the weight specifically, like, because I I've I've held the Legion and it feels good. It feels good and heavy, like a steel gun. Or, you know, like a metal gun. So I don't know if it being aluminum, which is my understanding of it, if it's going to be slightly less weight or if it's going to be slightly more weight compared to the Legion. So I, you know, I don't know. I guess they're just, they're putting out options. I feel like it's all the same gun with different weight frames. And that that's kind of cool, I guess. You know, there's definitely a, Shooting carry optics myself with a polymer gun, which I tried like with the P10F being striker fired. And I started on the shadow. Actually, I started on the M&P nine. And then uh, anyways, I've shot polymer guns and I've shot steel guns shooting a shadow two now. And there's there's some give and take, you know, like obviously the heavier gun feels better when you shoot it um, versus the polymer frame guns are a little more wild but they transition faster. They're more manipulative, you know, so. You're manipulative. I am. I'm manipulating the shit out of this right now. Holy shit. Do you feel me manipulating this? Yes. All the way from three hours away. Nice. (laughs) So, I mean, the biggest thing is that uh, the metal grip, but it is aluminum, so you would assume it's light, but then there's two tungsten cores 
that make it a little heavier. But so I'm, I, there's no specs on it yet, so we really don't know. Um, but it, you know, I, I just want to see if it's the same weight as a Legion or if it's heavier or lighter, even it could or be lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah just with a metal frame. Could, yeah, being aluminum, it could split the difference. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Split the difference. Just, I see what you did there. Yeah, and maybe it's just one of those things, like for people that are, you know, because the Legion, although it's heavier, it's still polymer, you know. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just to please that crowd of people that think you're pretty good, you know. No, but then they'll be like, it's an aluminum gun. Yeah. Well, you know what I have to say about those people? What? I don't know. Damn. <laughs> uh, another big thing that's on on it is the manual safety. So that I mean, I'm assuming it has the same firing control system, so it is drop has drop safety and all that. But then they added the manual safety, which I don't see why they would. But there are some people that do like the manual safeties. Now is that? added as an option or is that how this model's going to come like, um i i couldn't tell you i'm assuming that it will i mean just looking at the, uh, the x5 alpha graphic it that's just one of the features on it is a manual safety okay interesting i wonder if they made it out of aluminum if maybe something for like construction strength like uh, of manufacturing and putting a safety on they weren't able to do that with the polymer frame or something Ooh, the, the only thing that that I can think of of why they would do that is because it also says it has a match trigger. So if it is like a fairly fairly light trigger, um, then that could be the reason why they added you know an extra safety part on that. And they already okay. have safeties on the uh, M- the safeties on the M17s and M18s, like the military 320s. They got yeah. safeties with polymer. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're basically all the same shit. And then they also have the lightning cuts, which lightens it up. But then, you know, you're trying to make it heavier, but it's a lighter slide. So maybe it reciprocates a little bit better. Well, don't um, they have, oh, lightning cut? So it's on the side of the, the slide? It looks like it's on the top. Like Is I'm it looking at it down on the Legion also? And all the X5s? Yeah, so there's like big giant holes on the top. So I don't know much of a difference. It design an ideal balance. Interesting. And then one of the biggest things that I notice looking at the graphic, I don't know if you guys actually have it like up on you. Do you, do you guys have the graphic? Oh, uh, hold on. I had it pulled up. Let me click. Yeah, pull up things. the graphic and then see if you notice. Because I, I didn't notice it until I was just like looking right at it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Hmm. Let me know when you guys have it pulled up. I'm working on it, man. You're always trying to rush me. Y'all take fucking forever. Okay, so what? Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at it. Okay, I see it. I see it. Okay, look at the angle of the trigger guard. Yes. It's not square like the regular X5 or the yeah, Legion. It, yeah, it is angled down. It's a slight angle, which I, I don't know the reason for that. Oh, I see what you mean by the little. It's more, it's well, lightning cut, but. The serrations on the front of it too. They, yeah, they look. They have the serrations. I mean, the X5 had serrations on there. I mean, they weren't the best, but so there were serrations. At a side by side 
with the uh, the Legion. And one thing I noticed is it, it appears that it definitely has a full-length dust cover. Like, it goes all the way flush with the end of the slide. Right. Mm-hmm. To the X5 Legion, it's a little bit short of it. Mm-hmm. Also looks like uh, it's got a little deeper uh, cut in the back uh, underneath the beaver tail, too. I like that. Yeah. It's got a little is, more. It also it kind, kind of, of looks shorter, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. overall? Not really. I think it's just because of the uh, the slide. Uh, sorry, excuse, the the dust cover. Maybe. Yeah. And it kind of looks like it has more of a palm fitment in the back. Um, you know how the Shadow 2, like, right underneath that uh, beaver tail, like halfway down, it has that little uh, bump in it, I guess, more so. I don't know what to call it. A finger relief, I don't know. And also, has like the Wait, hold on. completely new designed aluminum frames, sleekest contour, and new geometry ensures maximum grip. So, and yeah, I mean, they also misspelled perfect not to be a grammar Nazi, but grammar Nazi, but they misspelled it spelled perfect. Yeah, yeah that's how you good. say it in Germany, duh. Oh, duh, duh. Jeez. And then they have the jet funnel magwell for maximum Ooh. speed, detachable. Where'd you see that perfect? Oh, where'd you, where'd you see that? When they're talking about the frame, completely new design aluminum frame and the yellow letters, it says metal frame for perfect balance. Perfect. Perfect. But they did spell it right on the tongue, on the tungsten cores category. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. There's something sleek. I noticed it doesn't have the group, you know, like the, um, what is it called? Not Picatinny, the, whatever uh the 1913 like little notches yeah, the, the notches for uh, yeah so that's kind of cool i guess yeah i don't know i mean it looks slick it looks nice i'd put it in my hand i'd shoot it i mean <laughs> and you know what it kind of looks like to be completely honest it kind of looks like a shadow 2 crossed with a a sig x5, x5. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the old two two six X fives, it looks more like that. I'm sorry to say that, but yeah, it does look like a shadow of it. Yeah. <coughs> that would well, be now I have to look up two two six X five. That'd be the sleek contour and new geometry. There, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, so it's another gun that's coming out. It's optic ready, like the rest of them. Pretty cool. All the manufacturers now are doing that. All the so, I mean, that's, that's the best way you've actually put it is that it kind of looks like a shadow too, and it, it really does. Yeah, it, it pretty much looks like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of similarities there. So, like if an X5 and a shadow two got together and they fucked, well, I'll bring my T320 off. You bring your X5, and we'll see if we can slide them together. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cross them. We got it. We'll yeah. do it, dude. Thanks. Uh, new news as far as USPSA goes, uh, Carry Optics weight was increased to nine, nine ounces. I know, dude. That's uh, that's for the Shadow Two people. Um, I don't know who else has been concerned with that, but for the Shadow Two people, um, the gun out of the box is like forty six and a half ounces or something, and that's before you put the extended uh mag base plate on it and at an optic so it's it's you know it was and the magazine so um yeah that's pretty uh 
pretty sweet. Uh, I know that it's like just on some of the CZ forums and other forums and Facebook pages, it's like a constant struggle. I know my gun is like half an ounce, quarter ounce over weight right now. No um, way. Yeah, it is. Right. And I, in order to uh, make weight, I have to take the cover off of the, uh, the optic off of the Delta point, the little metal shield on it. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the difference of making weight or not. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but don't yeah. even look at it while it's being weighed. Yeah. You got to yeah. watch out. So yeah, don't, don't breathe on it, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's huge. That's gonna, at least which I, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Um, it doesn't really seem to make much sense to me like why the weight thing or how it used to be it used to be the factory weight plus two ounces or plus four ounces or whatever the old rule used to be you know mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of a lot easier that way yeah so i mean I that, that rule seems like it was specifically for the shadow too what changing it to 45 ounces to 59 i mean i I don't know any don't other gun know. that had an issue as much as the Shadow 2 as far as I can't things. think of a single gun. Everything else, even my SPO1 Shadow um, made weight fine with everything on it. Like even when I first had it with the uh, with the uh, what the hell do you call it? The, the dovetail mount, you know? Uh, which had so no material taken out of the slide optic on top. It still made weight by an ounce, you know? I mean, the only other thing I can think of is the Walther Q5, the steel one. Maybe. Yeah, it's... but that's pretty cut up from the factory, isn't it? It has all the cuts on. Well, it's I looked it up, and it's 41.6 ounces. I don't know if that's with a magazine or not, but that's also kind of pushing it. Yeah, and I've never shot one um, before, so I don't know. But... uh yeah, I don't know. That was pretty big news. Uh, I found out of was that this morning or yesterday morning? I found out about that, and I was like, "What? What?" Yeah, I was pretty stoked to say the least. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. And then they also changed the <coughs> the production weight as well to fifty nine ounces. Yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not a production guy, so I I don't know why that would have been changed up to fifty nine, unless it was just kind of that was just the base weight in general 59 ounces for yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd really like to know where they got 59 from like what gun was in question to bring it i'm to i'm under the assumption it's guns like the cz um ao1ld like that thing is a heavy gun it's yeah, that's a single action that's only single gun. action no yeah, it's a double action ao1ld that is a double action single action what? is it yeah um, toby toby johnson has one uh who shoots at rio and uh, it has he's he's had it for a while. Oh, shit, it is. I dude, I thought it was single thought, action yeah. this whole fucking I, time. Dude, I really yeah, I thought it was pretty much a TSO but with a full dust cover or whatever. I don't know. Bulkier. Interesting. Wow. So yeah. is that going to be the new crazy and carry optics? Dude, it weighs 51.2 ounces. It's a cool looking gun and it feels amazing. Is it production legal? Is that on the production list? Not yet. That's the thing. Freaking, uh, it should be. I don't know. I, I'm under the assumption that it's going to get on the list now because of the new weight limits. But holy crap, that would be a pretty interesting production gun. Wow. Interesting. 
That's that. Yeah, I feel kind of stupid having not known that was a single. No, I totally did not know that. <coughs> Fuck. Well, now you know. Well, geez. I'm selling my shadow twos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Also, uh, with that being said, yeah, I don't. Well, that brings up the whole other question of uh, weight. You know, uh, your splits first transitions. Like, I mean, I noticed a huge difference in swinging my shadow two around versus when I was shooting that P10F, you know, if uh, there was like a port or something and a target right and left, it's that <laughs> it's a big uh, difference swinging that weight around mm-hmm. to add an extra, you know, up to what, 14 ounces more. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah I added a bunch of shit to my, uh, to my canic karyoptic fun gun. A tungsten guide rod, a brass uh, back strap, the brass base pads for the mags, and it's it's not even fucking close to like being like close to the the required weight. I'm not in, it's like maybe pushing forty. I've never weighed it, but I'm assuming. Okay, forty ounces with all the weight. Mate, I don't know. Let me look up what a regular canic. Usually weighs that. It seems like a lot for a polymer again. Uh, twenty nine point three. Yeah, maybe you're right. The yeah. back trap adds a few. No, probably probably thirty five ish. But the brass base pad actually adds quite a bit. If you don't weigh it right now, we're gonna all hate you. Oh fuck! I gotta go get it. Okay, keep talking. I'm gonna go get it. All right. Hello, Justin. You were a production shooter when I met you, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah, what were you shooting again? It's just a normal X5. Normal X, that's right. And I remember you had that K-Optic slide for it too, didn't you? Yep, I just go back and forth, help me train. That was nice. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what would you have made of shooting a heavy, uh, a 51-ounce production gun? Well, I would have liked it. Um I would have um, had less opportunity to tell myself, man, if I had a heavier gun, I'd do better. <laughs> like, uh, but like, it's really like, to be honest, like from what I've seen and what I've been working on, it's just like, I think a heavier gun, just like a lot of people say it already. I'm just going to be freaking beating a dead horse here, but heavier gun or not, like a majority of it is still the shooter. Like it, it is more forgiving when you shoot a heavier gun, but it's, you know, it's just that little, it's not a huge difference. I mean, like, freaking, I remember uh, at last year's AZT, like, you had Faulkner take everyone out in production, and he was using a 320. It was a normal 320. I think it was actually an X5 or a normal 320, one of those things. Yeah, yeah and uh, I shot the Legion. It's cool. Uh, but I didn't see a huge difference between shooting an X5 when you have your grip right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But, hey. The smallest advantage, I'll take it. Whatever. If I, I'd, I'd buy a freaking Alpha if freaking I wasn't poor and dude. It, looking at the picture because it's still in front of me, it looks pretty sexy. It does look. It looks really nice. Yeah. So. Hey, we're being flagged right now. Yeah. We're being flagged right now. You hear that? <laughs> nice. Terrible. That's awesome. So, what do you got for us, Nico? Oh, I wasn't too far off. Uh, right now, it weighs uh, 
two pounds, four point five ounces, which is thirty six point five ounces. Dang! So you were almost right, but you were still wrong. I was way off. I'm just gonna to make this fucking thing heavier. So what? What did you throw it away? Put on it again. Uh, brass base pads. The Taylor Freelance brass base base pads. They had like three or four. Um, the Taylor Freelance brass backstrap and the tungsten guide rod. And then technically the Freedom Smith trigger is metal, so I'm assuming that adds a little bit. All right. Well, versus like a polymer trigger, which it usually comes with. I don't know what else I can do to it. How else do I make it like heavier? Uh, lead tape somewhere? Do you have room? I Probably not. I feel like that's something I read a long time ago, like shaving off some part of uh, inside of the frame to add lead tape. What? What? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't need it to make make it any heavier. I just, now I feel like I should because I can. Uh, if you don't make 59 ounces, you ain't shit. I know, exactly. I should just put, like, a regular fucking rifle scope on it, and then that'll be, <laughs> that'll make weight. There you go. Uh, you could make a, make a, well, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I'll, put, <laughs> I'll put like the Hollow Sun 510C on it. For some reason, I was, yeah, I was picturing your open gun and I was like, make a tungsten uh, slide mount. And then I was like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking huge. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I would actually legitimately try if the mounting screws didn't come from the bottom for the 510C. I would actually legitimately try to make it a slide right optic. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe one day. You could go with the, uh, what is it, the Romeo Max or XL or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, how much heavier is that thing? I Right now I have the Hollow Sun 407C. 507? 407. I don't know what that is. Uh, the 507s have the little reticle, this big circle reticle around it, oh, okay. and then the dot, and you can change from it. The 407 series only has the dot, and it's pretty way cheaper interesting interesting which i I don't see why you need the big circle unless it's on a shotgun or something no like every time i've tried to use that reticle on my open gun it's just too fucking busy and it's it's distracting yeah i just like the small tiny two moa dot i'll be fine with that two moa two it is pretty tiny but i like it she said. <laughs> so, so what else? Reloading. I mean, that's the main topic <laughs> for the day for the podcast. <laughs> Bless you, Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, satisfying. Can't you not like sneeze? Can you just stop it? Yeah. No. Can we go on you. with our podcast, Duncan? Could that be allowed? I'm gonna take a piss. Wow. Can we you come with you? That? Mm, sure. All right, hold it. We'll be there in three hours. Uh, so reloading. I mean, when you get into competition shooting, eventually you're going to get into reloading your own you, ammo. You have to. <laughs> you, you really have to, especially in open. You can't not shoot reloaded ammo in open. I mean, you're rich. Yeah. When you when you're shooting like carry optics and PCC, maybe it's fine to shoot factory, but you're going to get the best performance out of your own custom ammo that you made for your gun. 
I mean, when, when you give someone some of your minor rounds and they're shooting carry optics and they're shooting regular, you know, factory ammo that's like way higher in power factor, and then you give them your little stupid powder puff rounds that don't even move, they're they're pretty much sold that yeah, I need reloaded ammo. It makes a huge fucking difference. Yeah, well, and and even your grouping too. I know when I first started reloading. Um, you know, someone gave me the advice, like, don't, don't just get to like 126, 127, 128 power factor, but like go up to as far as 135 and, and test all those rounds and see if one, even though it's, it might be 132 power factor, sometimes, um, your grouping and how the gun feels just feels so much better, you know, certain that's, guns. That's yeah. Really, yeah. That's really tailoring your round for your gun for its best performance and for your own feel. So, I mean, it might feel better. It might snap a little bit more. It might, it just might feel better. So, yeah, keep trying different loads till you pretty much see or feel the one that you really like. It might. It might. Might. Um, so, I load on might. a Dune 650. Nice. Nice. Uh, Justin loads on like a billion 650s. <laughs> I have a. I have a 650. I just uh, picked up a second 650. Um, and I have recently, I spent my first, uh, what, two and a half years, three years reloading on a 550, which was a 550A uh, or whatever is basically where you have to hand see each primer and it was miserable. And you have to index it yourself, right? You do. Um, yeah. You came from very humble beginnings in the reloading game. I did. Well, and I, I suppose we'll get into that, you know, is uh, when I first first started reloading and I was looking at press or I should say I wasn't even reloading yet but I was looking at presses um there there's a whole bunch of mixed opinions when you start looking at reloading and a lot of people had the strong opinion of don't start on a progressive press you know which yeah which let me go ahead and say absolutely do not start on a single stage press do fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) right who would tell you that well we're talking about when you're getting online and you're doing research uh uspsa shooters are gonna say uh that's insane you shoot too much but you know uh some some gun nerd or, you know, long distance shooter or old FUD, you know, loading his revolver rounds or whatever the case may be. Um, I definitely, even myself right now, like sometimes when my 650 hangs up on me um, and I got to stop something and like that auto indexing each time. And I'm like, hold on. Okay. What, what moved where and why did this happen? You know? Um, so it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't too bad for me learning on a 550, but once I figured out how it worked, then it was just slow and a pain in the ass. Yeah, fuck that. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't load on a 550. Like even the in the beginning, I contemplated getting a 550 just because it was a lot cheaper. But I think for the bare minimum, it should be a 650. I or I the 750 agree. now that now that the 750 is out. But you can get yeah. deals on six fifties like all day, just like you are. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, what's the cheapest? Just, what's I the just, cheapest six fifty that you bought? I just picked up that one uh, set up for two two three uh, for three hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a steal, dude. That's a yeah. fucking steal. I and know. what did it come with? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, it was pretty. I mean, it had the it had the upgraded uh, roller handle on it, which was nice. It did not have a case feeder on it. Um, it had some uh, dies, you know, for two, two, three. I think they're, uh, I think they're two Dylan dies and a uh, Lee die on there. Um, uh, and and that's basically it. You know, I didn't even come with a mount, so I stole the mount off of my 550 and I mounted the 550 on the end of my bench directly to it. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to use that. I'll probably get like a case trimmer in there and I'll use it right now. I have it, uh, actually I'm resizing a bunch of two, two, three. Someone gave me like a thousand rounds of ammo that they loaded just a tiny bit too long. Um, and rather than, uh, resizing them. So I, you know, I, I threw that die, uh, or this bullet seater, I'm sorry, not resizing seat. They didn't seat the bolt deep enough. So I'm just over there on a single stage right now, just uh, seating the bullets. You know? So just pushing them down like a little bit more than crimping them. Yeah, I think what happened is I think they probably had a primer stuck somewhere underneath their die because it's about a primer's width or height that they're all off by. Um, so I don't know. I did that on uh, like 200 rounds, went out to PRG the other day and dumped all 200 rounds and they shot fantastic so i'm gonna do that to the other 800 <laughs> all right and go king you don't load yourself i mean I, on base i used to um back in north carolina i would like drive 15 minutes to go reload maybe dry fire and then drive 15 minutes back after a while i got really old and uh didn't really give me a lot of time to practice so freaking I'm going to not, yeah, I live in a barracks room, so I cannot have a reloader. So, um, NC Shooters helps me out with that. It's fantastic. Plug. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Right. Yeah. I, I, Wait, I, so they can, they can load you major ammo? Um, uh, give it a bit. Give this a bit. is on public record, joking. It's, um, not uh, just give it some time. I think uh, NC <laughs> might be coming up with something for uh, nine major. I don't know about super comp, but we'll see. Just give it some time. I've I've already, um, I've already tested some out. Uh, I've already uh, seen some of Jeff's loads for nine major, and they're pretty gnarly. Uh, gnarly. Yeah. So just yeah, give it a little bit, and you might we might be seeing that soon. All right, all right. Damn, dude, I feel like Martha Stewart right now. Why? <laughs> That's cool. I mean, so I load on a six fifty. I have uh, I just I load nine minor and nine major off of it. Uh, case feeder. It's got the whole roller handle setup, which I strongly think that if you get a six fifty or a press, you should get the roller handle because it feels so much better than it's that little shit. So much nicer. You don't think that it would, but it just feels so much better when you're loading and it just rolls with you. You don't have to adjust. I don't know. I, you know, when I first got it, I thought I would be okay with just getting the little shift knob uh, handle. And then I loaded like maybe 100 and I'm like, okay, I got to get the roll handle. And then I also got the Mr. Bullet Feeder, which I, I, don't, think ev- <laughs> I don't think everyone needs a, a bullet feeder. But I also think everyone needs a fucking bullet feeder because it just makes it so much easier. 
Yeah, that sounds luxurious. Like, I can load a lot faster instead of having to, like, place the bullet every time. Every now, does time. the bullet take the space of where your uh, your uh, uh, powder check would go? Yeah, I mean, I've never run a powder check. I, I, I look at every single one of my cases, and I load nine majors, so if I don't have powder spilling everywhere, then I'm pretty sure there's powder in my case. And then, oh. so I have the bullet feeder on stage three, uh, Lee bullet cedar on four and then a crimp on five, which I like to separate them um, just because it's easier to kind of control what each one does instead of having one die that does it both that does both, which I mean, those work too, but I just like having them separated. Yeah. I hadn't even considered that. That would be a nice option. I don't know. I mean, it's like I've, I mine are done separately too. So, I used to have it where it was it did it all in one die and I don't know. I mean it doesn't matter, but I like to have it separate so I can just fine tune every single one. Right. At least like I could load a bullet and then have it seat right and then make sure that's on point and then take it out and then put it in the next next stage and then make sure it's crimp right instead of just doing it all in one press and then I have to make sure it's all right from that one bullet. Like it's already a made bullet. Like at least I could take it out from stage four. If it's not, if it's not seated all the way, adjust, keep trying it until it's good. Whereas if you had it all in one die, I mean, you're going to have it already crimped. It's going to be pushed and then it's a final bullet. So I don't know. Hey, there you have it right from the lips of Nico. <laughs> And if I was rich, I'd have a Mark 7. So, one day. One day. Have any of us loaded on anything other than a Dylan press? I've used the Lee Progressive 1000, like, way back when. Um, it works, but I know Dylan. I would never use anything but a Dylan. And we're kind of special in the fact that Dylan is actually local to us here in Arizona. So if you ever have any issues whatsoever, starts fucking up, you just bring it over to them and they'll either, you know, they'll refurbish it, they'll fix it. If you need parts that broke, you can get them. So yeah. it's, it's pretty nice having them pretty local to us. Yeah. Have you loaded on anything else besides the Dylan? I haven't. That's, uh, you know, everyone told me, um, they said, get a Dylan from the get go. I remember I was looking at Hornady and, and, uh, the RCBS and a few other things, you know, um, and price, you know, uh, was considered. And after all things considered, I was, uh, you know, I went with what was suggested to me, which, uh, you know, sometimes I listen to people, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I just – I've seen the other presses uh, in stores, you know, at, like, Cabela's and Bass Pro, and they're kind of, like, on display there, and they, they just don't seem as rigid and robust, you know. And most of them are, like, single stages, too. Single yeah. stages are, like, kind of a weird progressive st uh, press. I don't know. I'm just – I'm now I'm, like, a Dylan fanboy. I can't use anything but a Dylan. Yeah. No one your if you're USPSA shooting, you should only use a Dylan. Or a Mark 7, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> or a Mark 7 if you're rich. But, I mean, even Dylan, they 
they sponsor all the all the shooting or the matches, the major matches. They're always there. They were one of the sponsors at nationals. So I mean, they're they're a huge USPSA supporter. So that's also something good about Dylan. So yes. Dylan, you know, if you want to help us out over here, let me know. Yeah, we all need ten fifties. Yeah. Two now, would you get a ten fifty? Me? Yeah. yeah. Um, I so I've. I've uh, hung out over at Sergio's. He's got a 1050. Um, it's one of those things, like, I don't know, man. You know, I see, like, right now, like, I don't really know what I would need one for, you know? Like, I have a 650 that keeps up with all my needs. Um, I can't possibly imagine needing one. But, you know, there was a time when I was like, I'm good on my 550, and you know that's just how it goes i guess uh i did see a deal on a 1050 today i was looking at something else um and i was like dang should i get a 1050 and i was like no do not buy a 1050 <laughs> so Don't the only thing i can think of if if i really wanted 1050 is if i wanted to automate the press uh, i would get a 1050 or i mean they already have <clears throat> uh automation kits for the 650 now yeah so it wouldn't be that bad. The only other thing I can think of is the primer system is different. So when, you know, when you're on 650, the primer uh, portion of the loading part is when you push up against the the lever with the 1050, it's all on that downward stroke. Nice. And I don't know, I, I kind of like to feel the primer going in. Um but when you're doing it on the downstroke and everything happens on that downstroke, I guess, uh, I mean, you feel everything. You feel the bullet being seated. You feel the, the bullet being crimped. Um, you feel the, yeah, you feel every, all the stages all at once, including the primer, where on the 650, you know, you feel all the stages going down. But then when you push back up, you have that little, I don't know, like two inches of push that you can do when you're seating the primer and if it's a shitty primer, if it's a shitty pocket, if it's one of those stupid WMA cases, <laughs> you know that it's thing. a shitty, a shitty uh, case, then you can just toss it. Whereas I, I don't know, maybe it, I'm just saying that cause I don't have a 1050, but I'm fine. For now. Yeah, no, I'm sure uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be back on uh, the podcast in a year or two from now. Like, <laughs> I can't, are so stupid. I can't believe I ever loaded on a fucking 650. What the fuck was I thinking? 1050 all day. That's what you should start with. 1050. Yeah. Nice. So, so. <laughs> with, with reloading, uh, obviously there's a vast majority or a vast amount of components that you could get uh, for your preference. So you can choose different bullets, different weights, different uh, primers, different powders. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, the best thing to do is go on the Bryant Bryan and for your specific gun, because whatever load you're trying to figure out, there's so many people that have already developed loads. So you can kind of go off their load and work up to that load to see how it feels. Uh, you can get their powder. But I mean, I, I like to... I like to get all that data and then kind of see what I like the most until yeah, I feel sure. one that I really, really yeah, like. Yeah, sure. um, a lot of people here shoot CFE pistol for, for open and for just about everything else. I mean, it's a good kind of all around powder. Um, 
and then I'm, I've shot CFE pistol. I've tried a few other ones. Um, but for major, I kind of like HS six a lot. That's the powder that I've been using for like a year and a half, two years now. Um, it has a lot of powder. It's a little bit slower than CFE, not by much, but just enough to where I feel like I can tell the difference. The only well, thing is that if I'm, um, if I'm loading okay. one, what 24 grain, I have to load 8.1. Whereas if I was doing CFE, I think it'd be closer to like the seven grain range. So, I mean, I'm using a little bit more powder and with nine major, I mean, you want the space as much, you want as much space as you can. And I know with three and 38, when I tried that, it was like, it was pretty much a full case and I was compressing powder and, but it shot great. It's just, I'm filling the fucking case up with powder and it just, it just seemed crazy to me and it's too expensive. I'm not rich. You're not rich? What? Why are we doing this? I thought you were going to be our sugar daddy if we did this. Oh, man. Empty Ooh. promises. Empty promises. Wow. Um, but for components, uh, I've, I've tried Winchester primers, uh, Federal primers, CCI primers. I prefer CCI. Um, I've never had any issues with CCI. Uh, Winchesters are nice. Those are the brass ones, right? Or the kind of the... Yeah. Okay, so the only difference I can tell with those is that they feel gritty whenever I push them in. Yeah, I don't versus, know if gritty is the right word, but the it, CCI just seems so buttery and smooth. Yeah, CCI is smooth, but then that also could be a thing if you have like a stretched out primer pocket, maybe it might fall out. Um if I feel like a primer went in a little bit too easy than I'm used to, I'll kind of take the bullet out and I'll tap uh, the edge of the case down and see if the primer moves a little bit. Why but, you're I mean, educated. <laughs> that's why I, I want to check. Uh, so, yeah, with Winchester, I mean, they work fine. It's just that they're, you feel the primer push in a little bit more, which that's not a big deal. It's just, it's all preference. Yeah. Um, I shoot uh, berries. Uh, bullets only mainly because they're probably some of the cheapest and I can find them anywhere here in Arizona. Um, Bruno's is a great place to get components. If you're ever in the area, they're local and I like getting from local if I can. But uh, I mean, I shoot 124 hollow base round nose for major and then I can shoot whatever else for, for like doing minor loads. Now, is that all you've ever used or have you, uh, Messed around with other bullets too. RMR, uh, Black Bullets International, Blue Bullets, SNS, uh, Zero Bullets. Shit, what's the other one? I can't remember. I think Zero Bullets were probably one of my favorites. I just, I don't like ordering shit. I like to be able to just get it if I want it. What's funny, I want to, I want to go back to SNS. Um, and those are, uh, casted coated bullets, I think. Polymer coated. Yeah. I don't know if it's poly, but it's, yeah, it's polymer coated. coated. Yeah, and uh, you know those are what I actually started with, and I just I I felt like there was a difference in that, and because I'm, I'm also running the 124 berries, and I I loved how those felt. They were a little bit cheaper, but I'm not an organized individual. I pick up bolts when I need them, and usually last minute before a major match or. Any match for that matter? Nice. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, but I I keep thinking I'm like I need to just order like five thousand SNS bullets and and go because I, I love those bullets. No, they they shoot good. So I mean, uh, with the the 
coated bullets, they shoot slightly softer. Like I, I know yeah. they shoot slightly softer. It might not be much, but I mean, you can kind I, of feel it when you load I, the same I, powder in in each one. And I know you load a little bit different powder. I think you load less with the the coated bullets. You do for whatever reason. Uh, it doesn't require as much powder. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but uh, yeah, it's it's less powder. Um, it feels softer. There's a lot of things. I know people complain about smoking and stuff. It smokes more. Um, I've noticed that, but I've never had an issue where I thought that it was like hard. I couldn't see my dot. I couldn't see my side or the target because it was too much smoke. I've, I've just never had that problem before. Yeah, the smoke has never bothered me. Like uh, loading 147 SNS with like tight group, which is like the smokiest combo you can probably do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, everyone else like that's watching you will be like, damn, that load's really smoky. What is it? But then like you're like, wait, what? It's smoky? I mean, you notice it, but it's not ever in the way. So, I mean, I've just never had an issue with, with too much smoke, really. Yeah. And I mean, with SNS, I know um, you can run them in major. I've run Blue Bullets in major, Black Bullets International in major. I... I it ran fine. Um, I just, I like the berries thick plated rounds a little bit more. And I know with the, the polymer coated ones, there's slightly more letting in the comp, which that's not an issue for any other gun except open, open. Guns. Yeah. Um, but that, that's really about it. I mean, other than that, I really like those, the, the polymer coated bullets. Yeah. I'm going to order me some. That's it. I'm doing it. <laughs> No, but are you going to get a bunch of them, or are you just going to get, like, enough for, like, a few weeks? No, I'm not doing any of those options. Um, I'll probably keep shooting berries because I uh, – <laughs> so I get mine from uh, Freedom Arms, and they're, like, a little mom-and-pop place right down the road from me. Um, and that's – that. I mean, honestly, that's why I switched to the berries is because they're right there. <laughs> they're – it, they, that's all they stock. That's the only bullets they have. Um, which I say that, and the truth is, I'm actually loading some extremes right now because they uh, ordered some extremes because they had the request for it, and then they ran out of berries. So, um, but usually that's the only bullet they carry is berries, and it's like two miles from my house, um, and that's why I load that. But yeah, if I wasn't such a procrastinator. Or when I get around to it, I'll probably order like 5,000 SNS bullets and mess with those for a while again. Yeah, I've never been the type to order in bulk and then just kind of have it all on hand so everyone <laughs> I need it. Yeah. That makes oh. a lot of, that'd make way too much sense. Like if I have like a, a Sunday club match, I'll fucking get like 250 just for the match. No. And the stupid that. black plastic uh, little berries boxes that you get. <laughs> Which those actually also work for transporting ammo and keeping them. I have so many of those. So yeah. many. You know what they work great for? I keep my shotgun slugs in them. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think I can uh, fit 15 slugs in one. You cannot fit, fit 15 in that. Yeah, I sure can. Are you sure? I, yeah, dude. I just did it, bro. Would I lie to you? Yeah. I don't know. You yes, might. Yes. But, you probably uh, would. Yeah, no, you can. Uh, it, you uh, they fit just perfect, uh, long ways or not long ways, but like tall. So you five, no, not tall. I lay them down flat. Oh. So bottom row five, 
and then second row five, and then third row five, and the lift closes right on them perfectly. Well, shit, I might have to do that. Yeah, it's it's nice because then I just throw that in my bigger ammo can of uh, birdshot. All right. Yeah. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Yeah, I was just loaded them from the box that they came in. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I know I have a bunch of fucking shotgun shells that are in my safe, so I should probably just u- utilize all the black berries boxes that I have and just kind of load them up in there. Good idea. Good I learned shot. something from you. That's great. I know. Can you believe that? Are we recording this? <laughs> uh, so, Goken, do you have any, anything to add for as far as components go? Woo! It has been forever, so I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a stab at it. So I mean, when you get ammo from NC shooters, do you know what they're what they're sending you? Well, I don't know I don't know the mixes or anything, but I know that because I I I I was shooting that stuff before I even started shooting for them. But um, yeah, I always liked it. I always thought it, it felt right, makes power factor, everything's good. So I never really look too deep into it. But I will say I do have something about components and reloading though. I, I actually have one thing. Go on. When if your press happens to be some kind of Lee and it says uh, do not use federal gold match primers in that press, you follow the instructions and also make sure <laughs> your eye protection. Uh-oh. If you see me on a hot day and I'm sweating and you see scars form on my head uh, one above my eyelid and some in my forehead. That's because I did not follow the directions properly. So wait, <laughs> what's what's the issue? Hmm? Like, you well, federal use... primers are really soft. Right. So when, I used, when I shot revolver, those are the only primers you can use. Like CCI are supposed to be the second softest. You'll get light strikes all the time. You have to use federal. So. Mm-hmm. But what's the issue with the the primers and the lead press? Well, it's just a uh, one primer didn't get kicked out. It kind of coned out, and it went to the next station. That casing went to the next station and pretty much uh, turned a little firing pin and detonated. The uh, first uh, primer formed a chain reaction, blew up the entire tray. Well, there, there are at least 40 to 50 primers in there. It turned the hard plastic cover into shrapnel and uh, – had to call nine one one for myself. How <laughs> how bad did you shoot your pants? I didn't. It was more like um, you know when you play Call of Duty and somebody uh, freaking tosses a flashbang at you. So and whenever somebody toss somebody tosses a flashbang and you deep down inside you're like fuck. When I when that happened, I was like explicitly going fuck. <laughs> I would like to believe that that was a much louder fuck in person than what you just said. Um, no, because it wasn't painful, uh, because you don't really feel anything in the moment, but I do remember my left eye going dark-ish. Were you wearing eye pro? Uh, no. Yeah, who the fuck wears eye pro when they, when they reload? Only idiots. Let's just say after that, when I went back into reloading for a little bit, especially when I started experimenting, uh, I wore two on-zerated, um, Pieces of iPro, one face mask and one set of goggles. Yes, <laughs> so when people watch you loading fucking ammo, it looks like you're just cooking up meth or something inside. What the fuck? I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> you know, like a hazmat suit and shit. 
something. It was definitely something. Uh, but yeah, um, that was gnarly. I mean, I had some detonations. Like, I mean, every I guess every now and then it happens. But with like normal, like primers that aren't all sorts of crazy, it's fine. But you know, let's uh, let's not play with uh, fire, haha, on, on on this on this type of shit. So, are you saying I shouldn't be smoking cigars when I'm loading my my ammo on my press? Are you using gold match? <laughs> CCI, bro. If, well, one, I think it's better than than gold match, but I still I think in the greater scheme of things, I would um, lean more onto the side of maybe don't smoke your cigars while reloading. Besides, you can't really focus on the flavors if you focus on freaking turning that press. I focus on everything. You don't know me. What? <laughs> what? No, I load in my garage, and I I, uh, I won't say unfortunately, but yeah, I like smoking my cigar when I'm loading. I mean, it's not like I'm just, I have it in my mouth, and I'm looking over my fucking, mm-hmm. <laughs> my case that's full of powder, just like, yeah. It's yeah, loaded. He uses the powder hopper as a Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So developing loads, um, we I kind of talked about this before, but uh, depending on what gun you're shooting, like I said, if you go on the Brian, Brian Eno's forums, there's there's load data from every single person out there. Um, depending on the powder that you get, there's already usually loads, uh, load data on the fucking bottle, or you can just get a load data book. Um, open is a little different animal because you can't load to those to that load data. Because the low data that you will like people major. people buy reloading books. You know, when I first started reloading with the Lee, I bought a loading book and I didn't use it. Yeah, I uh, I was suggested that. I think Dylan gave me like some little, real thin one that was like a complimentary one, and I looked at it and none of it none of it made any sense to me, and I just went right to Enos. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. I bought the big, uh, I think it's the Hornady one. It looks like a fucking Bible. Nice. And it has like the rifle loads. It has like every little load you could want, but I mean, for open, I can't use any of it. You're not loading rifle rounds for your open gun. I should be. Shit. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? I'm slacking. I'll never load two two three though. I really want to load two two three, but I don't. It just seems like so much work. It does, but that's why I'm going to take a, advantage of Brian's offer, and uh. I'm going to just clean like 10,000 pieces of brass, which I'm sure I have. I've been collecting 223 brass forever. Go over to Brian's house, uh, have him size and swage it and all that good stuff that he does to prep the brass because he has his 1050 automated for that. Um, his isn't automated. Uh, yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. That's what? what he said. He said we can go over there and dump my clean brass into it. And walk away and come back to it all ready to go. I didn't know it was fucking automated. I swear he didn't have it automated. Well, it's Brian for you. Motherfucking Brian. I know. Do you want to load 223 now? No, I still don't. (laughs) I still don't. Um, So, yeah, developing loads. uh, Always, always work your way up to a load before you blow up your gun. Uh, Especially when you're dealing with uh, higher pressures like an open. So don't ever, you know make a few batches of different powder grains like spread by like what what point two apart maybe you know what's funny is, is that I used to always go by point one and I realized after loading like 
10 different things. I was like, there's no difference here. So that's what I do. Point yeah. two also now. Point two is a, is a decent, uh, decent jump. And then always, always, whenever you're testing rounds, make sure you chrono them because you do not want to be sub minor in a match and you do not want to be pushed down to minor if you're supposed to be major. That will ruin your day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, what else? Uh, what else with developing your load? Like, do you have any sort of uh, routine? Like, you uh, write everything down, bag it. That's. I mean, that's what I do. Um, I kind of have a, a place that I keep all my load data. Um, anything that's hot garbage, I'll throw away right away. But I have a. I have a whole stack of like pretty much every piece of data that I've liked, you know, um, and I don't have it ranked or anything, but um, I can get, I mean, basically if I've used a powder and a bullet combination, I can go come through all the, and the way I do it, they're just like basically sticky notes or little post postcards actually, um, or what flashcards. Yeah. Flashcards. Um, and they just, you know, uh, this bullet, this bullet uh, weight, this primer, this overall length, um, this powder and how much. And I can always go back and pull any data or any load that I've liked, you know. No, that's good. I have uh, I have an Excel spreadsheet. I don't have like a recipe box like you do full of index cards, but I have a spreadsheet of all the load data that I do. Um, when your uh, internet dies and the power grid goes out, you're going to wish you knew how to load for the next match. <laughs> I'll be like, shit, I don't know. I'm just going to borrow your recipe book. And I will give you a fake one. And you will <laughs> blow up your gun. And I will laugh. Ten grain CFE. Uh, tight group, you idiot. Tight group. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I tried shooting tight group. Uh, I think it was like a little bit hotter than what I normally run. And it just it ran like I don't know. It had like weird dot movement. It had like a weird wiggle, which it's I've a really fast powder. Yeah, but like well, it just the dot was that movement. Your open was, gun? Yeah, it was with my open gun. So, my understanding of open guns and compensators and powder speeds is you want CFE, uh, which is a popular one, is actually kind of on the fast side for really working a compensator well. Because you want that extra gas, that slow burn, right. that's what's going to operate your comp. So, I mean, tight group's one of the fastest burning powders. I know clays is up there with even being faster, but uh, yeah, that's you know that's going to definitely give you weird movement. You know, you're going to yeah. get little from your compensator, or at least a faster burst that you know. And there is like a chart online somewhere where you, you see you can see all the powders ranking from the fastest burning to the slower burning which when i look cfe wasn't that far ahead from hs6 i don't know the spread between the two but hs6 wasn't too far behind cfe in terms of uh powder burn rate but it right. is definitely well, that's what, I, what i was kind of getting at is CFE's kind of on the faster side of right. what you should have for a compensated gun yeah i agree with that um, one tip I can give if you're developing a load is I have a mirror in front of my... Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? I have a mirror in front of my press. 
kind of in the back because I like to watch myself work. And you do plus, the American Psycho Flex. <laughs> I actually have a, a TV in my garage and it's behind me. So I use the mirror to see what's happening on TV while I load and my cigar ash is falling into the powder. So, you know, <laughs> I'm paying attention. But on that mirror, I actually also have a dry erase marker with it. So I write on there what I'm loading right then and there. So that way, if for some reason I change it up and I just forget uh, what's in there, I know I know what I'm supposed to be loading or what's, what is loading. And then same with the powder hopper. I write what, the, the, what powder's in it because I switch from a few different ones every now and then just to keep track. And that's that's really about it. I really should get a different powder hopper, like a a, a spare powder funnel and hopper and all that, so I can just switch it all out just like that instead of having to dump it out and put a different powder in. That's probably the better way to do it, but that's just how I do it. Well, that would make you a very fancy boy. I'm not that fancy. I wish I was fancy. Goking, do you even have any loading tips? You used to load. I mean, you got to have something. Uh, crap. Not as much as most people. So I'm just letting you guys do your thing because I like your. I like. I'm listening and learning. For if one day I decide to load, especially if I go to open one day, which is gonna happen one day when I have money. But carry on, carry on. So you're now. You're now. De- uh, what is it? Degrade, degraded, demoted to a podcast listener instead of. Yeah, you've actually contributed nothing to this podcast. <laughs> Um, except for what it's like to be flashbang. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've you've said what not to do, so that's that's something. That's something. Hey. <laughs> no, but yeah, develop loads. I mean, figure out what works best for your gun. Every, every gun's going to run different. Every load's going to run different. Different bullets will have different accuracy uh, data on it. I mean, there, there's so many different combinations. But the best thing to do is just go on Brian, e- Brian Enos and start from there. I think that's your best bet. It's true. And ask around. Ask your buddies. Ask your pals. Yeah. I mean, everyone here uh, that's shooting carry optic and and uh, they have the same same thing. Was it 3.1 tight group with a 147 grain bullet? Is that everyone kind of seems to like around here? I don't know. I don't. I don't fuck with those one forty sevens. Oh yeah. So let's talk about that. One fifteens versus one twenty fours and one forty sevens, which are the main kind of the the main bullets that are that you can really get. I mean, there's there's one twenty ones, one twenty fives, one thirty ones. There's a bunch of different. Yeah, the one thirty fives are getting popular now. Too. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> when I shot one forty seven, it it's it's definitely softer recoil feeling. The only thing I didn't like is that I, when I shoot 147, I can feel the slide move super slow. Yeah, I feel like I'm waiting for the slide to come back into battery before I can shoot again. Okay. I mean, I, I just I feel it. Um, I really actually do like enjoy uh, shooting 115s in major. Uh, they they shoot really good, but then I, I I usually have to use up a lot of powder for 115. So 124 is kind of the middle ground and that's what pretty much almost everyone uses unless you're one of the 125 135 guys or 121 i think 121s that i need to load and figure out a load data on which i might load that for the pcc match but we'll see 
the PCC match. So we want to talk about that briefly. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you uh, tell everyone what the PCC match is that we're doing? Well, as a reigning champion <clears throat> from last year, um... no, I don't know about reigning champion. <laughs> you did win. You did win the PCC shootoff portion of that last year side match. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular too. Because uh, and it was a borrowed know, gun that you were using. That I borrowed it from you, which you borrowed it from Mike. Um, our listeners may remember Mike from our last podcast. <laughs> he, he shall not be named. Yeah. Uh, his name is not Mike. It's just Mike. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I had to borrow ammo from someone I can't even remember. So borrowed gun, borrowed ammo, last minute decision to enter. Uh, yeah, I had to push you into shooting the PCC side match. You weren't going to do it. And I was like, dude, just use this gun. Use ammo. I ha- I'm pre- pretty sure I have plenty for us to shoot it. You might have shot mine. I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like I I definitely borrowed someone's ammo. Like, I remember that for sure. Whose ammo, I just can't remember. But I remember you were like, you can use this gun if you can find ammo. And someone was really quick to be like, yeah, here, you can use this ammo. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a head-to-head match. Um, it was mainly with pistols. And then on the side, there was a PCC side match versus head-to-head, which was really fun. And then I think the winner of that got the... Uh, the custom built PCC made by Brian, whatever his name is, Brian Smith. Some guy. Some guy. Some guy. We'll call him some guy. Some guy. And uh, I think you won it and then you immediately, I think you shot it like once, didn't you? No, I didn't even shoot it. You didn't even shoot it. You just sold it like <laughs> so fast. I sold it and then ironically, I bought another PCC right after. But I mean, the thing was is that that thing took Colt mags instead of like clock mags or any other mag which i'd rather have a pcc that shoots clock mags instead of a colt mag well and that's uh that's the whole reason like i don't know if that was a whole reason i sold it but that's at least the reason i didn't uh shoot it before i sold it is because i didn't have colt mags i didn't know where to get colt mags i mean obviously online i could have ordered some but it was one of those things that uh the gun was uh, it wasn't fitting for myself, you know. I wanted uh, something a bit heavier. That was a lightweight gun. That uh, was uh, what, what do they do? Like a five, six inch barrel, and then they have an aluminum shroud uh, penned on it to make it uh, rifle legal. Um, it was super light, but that's just not what I wanted to shoot. So, yeah, it wasn't really ideal. Yeah, I think it's more of uh, like a. Uh, like a steel challenge type of rifle. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. So, so I mean, that's what we're shooting this weekend. Uh, Go King, are you shooting anything this weekend? Yeah, um, I'm gonna be uh shooting the uh Yuma Matchmasters match this Sunday. Um, freaking Brian Williamson is coming back into open, so it's gonna be nice shooting with him. Uh, yeah, that's he's my a good shooter. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's been helping me work on some of the issues on uh, my DBC. Turns out it had a tight extractor. Like, shit, I would have never guessed. Hell, I just got it in the 2011. So that didn't happen on my X5. I mean, do you have the Aftec in it? Or do you have a regular regular extractor? Yes. 
<laughs> yes. So, do you have any? Did you see your extractor when you when you pulled it out? Yes. Does it have springs in it? Huh. I'm gonna say no. So, did he bend it? Oh, we just kind of like hammer, uh, hammered it on a freaking put on a vice and just started going bang, bang, bang. So you and do it. not have an F-Tech extractor. Oh, okay. So yeah, there you go. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the good things about the Aftech is that it has two springs to keep the tension on it, um, and you don't really they they really don't need to be tuned for the most part. Yeah, I guess I might get one, but mine was too tight, like um, freaking way too tight. So loosen it up a bit, and all my <clears throat> stuff just sliding in like butter. Ooh, I love, it. Mm, I tight. love it. I like that. tight and butter in the same sentence. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, we'll come down there to shoot a Yuma match. Maybe you know, never, but we'll 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 figure it out. Man, <laughs> dude, it's your fucking far. Come on. I know. I live here. I know. <laughs> That's stupid. Don't but live I'm there. I'm just saying we did go there once to see you. That's actually the main reason we went there. I I knew it. I felt it. Especially I was like, man, you know, with with just it, it's because you were there, Justin. I know, and and it was great to see you, and every bit of it with you was amazing. But uh, I'm just not impressed by Yuma. <laughs> hey, it's quiet. I would, I would love to shoot a match at your club because that is one thing we did not get to do. Yep, it's usually a good match. Like, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm very, um critical on stage design and match design and john glover the guy who uh makes does the stages here that they're 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 good they're very good and like you know so i like that nice nice so nice. let's uh let's start to close out the podcast for all the us listening to it with one quick one quick tip um just all by the outro song Outro uh, song? You I'm, I'm going to cut out the outro song, but I'll give you a chance. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll do one quick tip from uh, from Justin if you want to take it away for that one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is something I know I personally struggled with. Uh, I don't know if struggled is the right word, but something that made a huge difference is pointed out to me. It was really easy to work on, and that was keeping my gun up. Um, and, and you see it on all kinds of new shooters, especially the tactical guys. Um, you know, when you, uh, they, myself even, you know, they, they go into a port and they shoot. And when they come out of that position, the gun drops down to at least a 45 degree angle to the ground, which uh, is, it's, it may seem so minimal, like such a, a small thing to be like, how is this going to add to my time? but it, it's huge and, and keeping that gun up when you move and pulling it in rather than pushing it down and then punching it back out as you come into the position. You know, I see a lot of guys, uh, there's a friend of ours uh, and it was only a few months ago that I pointed that out to him and I even showed him video and I was like, look what you do. You know, he, he comes up as he sees the target that he's going to shoot and he spends half a second raising his gun and then another half second dropping his gun before he moves 
Uh, so that's a second. And then into the next position, he arrives and then lifts his gun to the target. And, you know, we, I talked to him about that. And, um, I mean, now he's kicking my ass, you know? So in a few months, that's just, a, it's such an easy thing to work on. Um, and it makes a world of difference. Cause then after that, you can start working on your exit and how you come into a position, but just keeping your gun up when you reload. And it, I mean, whatever you're doing, you know, keep, keep that muzzle flat, you know, keep it pointed flat rather than towards the ground or, I mean, hopefully not in the air, but, you know, however you move. Uh, so that's... I'll kind of, I guess, a little expand a little bit on that. I agree with that for the most part. The only things that I do differently is that if I have to run from a fairly far position, I'll drop the gun down so I can kind of pump with my arms a little bit like I'm actually running. You know what I mean? Pump um, with your arms. Yeah. Just like like I'm actually running. Like, pump huh, your huh, arms. Huh. Um, but then I will start to gun up and get that gun ready like two steps before I have to be in position or even like three steps depending. Two steps before. So that that's that's the only other thing I can really add. But then, you know, when you keep the gun up and you, you're not wasting time, like you said, drawing and, you know, or not drawing, but, you know, putting the gun back up, it, you know, it allows you to shoot sooner which that's what uh, everyone teaches is just to do everything sooner, not necessarily faster, just sooner. So when you have the gun ready to go, when you get into position and you can just fire off the shot right when you get there, because you have, you already have the, your target, you know, acquired pretty much. I mean, you can yeah. do everything a lot sooner. I mean, ideally when you come into that position um, and, and there's, there's a variables of course, but Ideally, when when you come into that position, you should have the gun almost punched out completely, ready to shoot. And as as that target becomes visible, as it clears the barricade or the wall, you just pretty much at that moment have your dot across. Your I say dot if I'm shooting stuff with dots or sights, but you should have your sight picture already crossing from target being hidden to directly on the target so you can fire as soon as that target is visible right so yeah i agree with that that's my tip hell yeah and uh the one thing i do want to add is my favorite excuse i guess for the for the podcast is our good buddy anthony was shooting with us i think at a wednesday night steal um, and his excuse for shooting like shit was that he didn't get his Dutch bros that day. That's the excuse for the week. That's not bad. <laughs> I like it. All right. Dutch brothers are bust. Like always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys are listening, we appreciate you. So this is just a bullshit podcast where we just sit around and bullshit. And we have fun with it. So, hell yeah. Are you having fun? Thank you for coming. Listen to the show. Thank you for coming. Listening to the show. It kind of had like a stained type feel to that. Yeah, I really, I don't know how I feel. Till next time. <laughs> You're fired, Goking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bye, guys. guys. That's fantastic. I love you all, but I'm going to bed. Right, take care. Good night. Later, guys. Bye.